So Zach, so you brought you brought some some presents, not presents, presents for the set. The set brought some goodies. Yeah, you did so, bring some goodies. Um, so for those of you who don't know, uh, who haven't seen the stuff that I do uh, outside of the podcast, so I'm a photographer, and that's kind of what I do in my free time. And so I'm lucky to kind of have a collection of old vintage camera gear. And one of those things I decided to add to the set is a old Canon film camera. Dude, what so, a relic. Yeah, this is this is super cool. This was actually my mom's. She gave it to me. Um, and then also I have uh, some old vintage lenses. I have a old vintage bulb flash, which you don't really see anymore. <laughs> no, you do not. No, you do not. It's um, so cool, though. Yeah. Just looking at it as well. It's like a time leap. Yeah, for sure. It's so cool. And and to just kind of look at this stuff and then look at the cameras that we're filming on, it's just <laughs> it's just like a night and day difference. Crazy, dude. It's absolutely crazy. But yeah, yeah so I'm just going to kind of slowly but surely keep adding stuff to the set and it's, I'm excited, man. It, I've added some stuff too. I got the the Mac I just a casual iMac in the back, you know, just just as a backdrop purely that, you know, because things that people just have lying around, right? Right. iMacs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's really cool to start seeing how the set has evolved and it obviously all we're doing so far is just adding things, you know, just onto, you know, the table and stuff. But right. soon we might, you know, like start mounting things to walls and, you know, tacking things on it. So it, it's really cool to see how everything is going to turn out for sure. Yeah. My hair is um, doing something crazy. Right it's now. all good. <laughs> um, so you intro the, oh uh, no, I intro, wait, who intro the last? No, you intro the last one. Did I? I think so because I did no, the first it was one. No, I did the first one and you intro the second one. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Hi guys. <laughs> like it's 2 minutes into it. <laughs> Hello guys. Welcome back to Uneducation Station. This is episode 3. Thank you for sticking with us. This is going to be the first one that is on the Uneducation Station channel exclusively. Exclusively. Yeah. I decided to put the episode I only said episode 1 was going to be on my channel, but I decided because episode 2 was also like a really good like it was an origin story kind of like a pull you in type of thing you know it, i felt like it was two really good influence episodes to get people hooked and to hopefully uh stick around and subscribe to the second channel for the education station and see more and i'm really pumped to start saying that we're gonna start talking about anime finally <laughs> i mean we kind of did a little bit but before it was just kind of like us it's just been music <laughs> literally yeah. that's it just music theory and everybody's like i'm sorry i'm sorry listen i'm sorry we'll stop talking about music that much we're that still going much. to though it's yeah it's I, part of our blood to talk about music yeah and and it's really cool because you're able to kind of implement your your musical knowledge into uh movies and tv and anime and all of that kind of stuff and so it just makes it really fun when when you're able to just like put in music theory stuff and <laughs> yeah. like put in your own I musical know. but i get it you know i get it i was yeah. editing that the, i was editing it down and i was like okay we're talking way too much, and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> so I apologize. But, I mean, we're, that was origin story stuff, and a lot of our origin story stuff had to do with music. It's very heavily, you know, heavily music. So it had to happen, but, right. hey, you know what? Let's go back to the, the original roots and the idea of the podcast. Let's start talking about anime. Yes. So I got Zach into anime very recently. Well, I guess yes. it's been a while now at this point. Like, yeah, it's been like, in like a good couple, few months, handful of months. Yeah, a couple months. For yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and you know, y'all, I mean, I'm sure if you haven't figured out already, I'm pretty passionate about anime. You know, that's something that's very runs really deeply rooted into everything that I do, and you know, that's for reasons that we'll explain and talk about. But I recently got my boy Zach, my best friend Zach, to finally stop 
thinking of it as some weeb weird shit. Hey, okay, okay. In my defense, I never thought it was weeb weird shit. <laughs> no, I just, you did. Okay, everybody no, does. No, that's no. not maybe true. not to the extent of, of 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 hate and disrespect, but you definitely thought it was kind of weird. At some to some extent, to some extent, maybe, but. I will say that I've always been open-minded to try to find a show that I'd be interested in. And yeah. then you just found three bangers. Yes. And so, you know, the flow chart, as I say all the time, <laughs> the Excel sheet, the Google Doc, whatever you want to call it, the Microsoft Word, the PowerPoint of me getting people into anime. It never fails. Never fails. And this is a prime example. So it's crazy because, like... It's funny because um, the main point of this podcast, at least originally, of course, was that I know a lot. Not, of course, I'm not like a vet. I wouldn't call myself a vet of anime. Those guys are freaking awesome. But I know a lot more anime than probably someone just starting, right? And you're someone just starting. So the whole right. idea was that someone who knows a lot, someone who doesn't know a lot, and then what kind of conversations we'd have. Yeah. That's kind of been the whole premise of this. So now that we're going to finally start talking about it, I got Zach into a bunch of different animes, or at least, well, three so far. Three and so far. If you guys are not unfamiliar with the um with the flow chart the first one is erased oh um oh my gosh dude so and- erase oh <laughs> man dude so good so good so you want to tell them what the race is about okay yeah so i um it, it's kind of funny because every time we started talking about anime in the first two episodes we're like oh we'll get to it later we'll get to, we'll it, later. Get to it later and now, now this is later Zach. <laughs> this, this is, is later it. okay so basically erased is about a man named satoru who has a special ability that he calls a revival where he will go back in time whether it, you know it's probably like less than five minutes and nothing changes but he basically has to figure out what's wrong and try to prevent something bad from happening. And in the first episode, he basically stops a bus from running over a kid because the guy was passed out in the car. Whatever. Um, not whatever. But you <laughs> not <know>. whatever. <laughs> you know, just, he, he's just sleeping. No, but yeah. no, dude. I'm so I'm so impressed. You actually remember all that? <laughs> no way. I was ready. I had the MLA or the MAL, the um, the synopsis and stuff pulled up. But you hit, you hit you hit his name. You say revival. Well, that was nuts. See, yeah, this is what I'm talking about, bro. <laughs> this is why I'm happy that I got Zach into it because he gets the finer details. He didn't just. Yeah. I mean, it's been like almost four or five months since we watched this yeah and you still remember <laughs> that's great see i got a good one in boys but i got wait, a real good one there's more but finish. wait there's more but wait uh so basically uh satru goes through his day-to-day life having revivals just randomly throughout his days and then um I, can i talk about the first episode because it's the first episode i think it's fine to talk about it's in the synopsis so it's fine oh, okay, okay yeah so you're, you're, go, um, ahead, go ahead so basically his Satoru's mom gets murdered, and to be able to solve his mom's murder, he has to go back 18 years in a revival. And so basically, oh, it's it's so cool. It's so cool because uh, because the way the revival works, you said like five minutes, but it's not really. It does not always be five minutes. It's it could be like 30 seconds or whatever. What right. it does is it goes back into the precise moment of what uh, the precise moment of which he has to stop it. Right? right, so the exact moment of which this is how much time you have that you need in order to fix the issue. So usually it's like five minutes or so, or a minute, or thirty seconds, or whatever he explained. But this time it ended up being like eighteen years. Yeah, eighteen years in yeah. the past. So he's a kid now. In right. nineteen, uh, let's see, nineteen eighty-eight, I believe. I could be wrong. Hold on, let me make sure. Uh, doesn't say. We'll say nineteen eighty-eight because it's just a number I threw up. But yeah, it's wait. Super, let's see when. Wait, well, when he's like twenty nine, right? Twenty nine, so, yeah, yeah, about nineteen eighty ish, right? Or ninety, 
something like that. But you, you guys get what I mean. Yeah. So it's super cool. And the concept, I really love this concept because time travel is not anything new. You know, right. it's, a, it's a concept used in television, even in the West here all the time, or in movies especially as well. But it's really cool. Like, the, the, the idea of the, what they do for it is cool. Like, it's not just some cliche. I mean, it's a little cliche in a way, but it's very different than what you would expect from time travel to be used in a cinematic right. aspect. And another thing that I really like about this show that, that you don't really see in a lot of movies and TV um, is, you know, people who have those types of special abilities don't really act like normal people where they're just kind of like having normal people reactions yeah, to like yeah. going back 18 yeah, years. Like, oh, I guess I'm back 18 years. Let's see what I'll fuck around and stay a little bit. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Let's no. fuck around and Let's find out. Fuck around and see what happens. Yeah. No, like he's, no, he, yeah. he literally the, at the end of the first episode, this is like my favorite shot. And I've talked to you about it like all the time where, uh, he's, Satoru is running. Oh, yeah, the first person shot. Yeah, the first person shot where where he first has the revival and he's running and he's trying to figure out where he's at. Um, and then, you know, he ends up seeing one of his old classmates and he's like, oh, I think I recognize that person. And then he shows up to the school and then the perspective flips around where it's him as a child. And then just the, the look of shock on his face is just so... Yeah. It's, it's so good because, like... You would have that same exact yeah, reaction. Yeah, you really would. Yeah, it's not like, like I said, just you just go back eighteen years. Oh, all right, I guess I'm back eighteen. No, you'd be like, what? And you're freaking out. You don't know what to do. You don't. You don't even have a first step. You don't know what what what's the first thing to do. Right. You, you don't have to even, assess a situation. Yeah. And it's like it's a massive culture shock. Right. Or not exactly. culture shock. Sorry, but you know what I mean. Like a, just a, a psyche shock. And it's crazy. It, it's so. I mean, as realistic as time travel is, you know, but it is it's very human. It's very right. human reaction-y, and that's yeah. really why I enjoy a race and how how they decided to do time travel. Yeah, and and another really cool thing too is that they they emphasize the fact that he had no idea what the hell was going on during that period of time in his mm-hmm. life, and I think that that's super awesome. Yeah, because, because this is eighteen years ago. I don't remember right. what happened eighteen years ago. You know, yeah. I'd be three. You know, but you know what I mean. I don't yeah. remember like the vivid like or. Or not even vivid. I don't remember anything at all from like detail wise from like my past. I might remember a couple splashes, but like the finer details, nobody would remember that. It's not like I would go back ten years or so and be like, "Oh yeah, cool, yeah, I sit in this chair or whatever." And what you don't remember that? Yeah, exactly. And especially when when you're twenty nine years old and then you're back to being an eleven year old, it's like, oh yeah, like, exactly. He doesn't remember. He barely remembers anything. He barely even remembered his friends. You know, right? Because they look so different from you know the time that he saw them last to like the way that he's seeing them now yeah and it's like it's like going back and seeing pictures from you know 10 11 years ago of us and it's just like holy shit the heck i don't even remember myself looking like that you know my hair is doing something weird it's okay it's getting into my face this is why i got a haircut that's why you got a haircut actually yeah (laughs) yeah well um, (laughs) it was for a different reason but yeah It's really cool, like the murder mystery aspect of it, because it is a murder mystery. You know, he's trying to right. solve uh, a child abductions basically, because there's a serial killer and um, there was a child abduction that happened in that time frame when in the nineteen or so when it was or eighteen years ago, right? And that's the root of what's going to solve his mother being murdered in the very like in present time he has to go all the way that far and basically her mother dying is tied to the serial killings right so he has right. to solve the serial killings and he's a kid right yeah and, <laughs> and nobody's kid. listening to him nobody's listening because kid. he knows what well 
I'm on, well, he doesn't know the, the the killer yet, of course, but he's trying he's trying to say like there's abductions happening and all this and that, but he's a kid, and it's not just that he's a kid, but it's also that well, it is that he's a kid, but he's not an adult. He can't. He doesn't have that sway, that persuasion, and you know, right. he's be like, oh, he's just a mad. He's just playing pretend, you know. Yeah, exactly, and that's you know that that in and of itself is kind of like a a internal dialogue that that you can get people to have because like you know i don't know how far i want to go into this but like you know when when you talk to kids who have who have dealt with abductions and those types of things or like you know they're they're being abused in one fashion or another um you know the adults don't listen to them which is they really don't. which is really upsetting and obviously that's not the case for for every instance but like you know you 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 think about it and this show has so many layers to it and it's just such a cool it does yeah it it really makes you have like a introspective view on like the way that you live your life or the way that you know the world works yeah because it's not just like the i mean it is just the murders but it's not just that it's also like what a coyote who's the uh, uh the the girl that's of the first abduction. So he's the first girl that he's trying to save because there's a, a serial abduction. So there's multiple girls within that time period that's being abducted. Kyo is one of them and she's the first one. And like, it's, you, you think like, oh, okay, he's just going to save this, this kid or whatever, but it's, there's more to it. You know, she's being abused at home and right. all this sort of stuff. And it's like, you know, it's crazy because it's very brutal. Like it shows, it, I mean, it doesn't, well, it does show her getting abused just for, to an extent of course right but it's even though it's like maybe like a black silhouette of something so you don't really see like the actual raw violence it's still violence and it's still very brutal to watch and animated right. and you know that's what happening that's what's happening to some kids you know we won't go too deep into that but yeah that is what's happening so it's a lot more than just um some <laughs> glamorous oh i'm a superhero gonna save the day you know what i mean there's way more to it and it's yeah it's it's very deep and yeah, and honestly, the the dark undertones that Erased has really just makes it feel like it's more real. Like this could actually potentially happen in reality. Yes. Because in a lot of shows that you see where there's this person who can time travel and has <laughs> superpowers. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like everything is sunshine and rainbows and they're just trying to beat the bad guys. Whereas in Erased, you know, you're dealing with so many... Yeah, it's a real life murdering. Yeah, like real people. There's real no people, magic or yeah, anything exactly. like that. Exactly, and it's just a guy who happens to be able to put himself in a situation where he can prevent it. And yeah, that's not the just only thing. not just that, but he's a kid too. Right, he has those limitations of a kid. He doesn't have the persuasion. He doesn't have like the the li- literally the physical strength. He might have. He has the mental strength because he has. He's a 29 year old and a kid, right? But to be put in that situation, just out of nowhere. I mean, he. He had this revival thing, but, you know, you can just easily, like in the first episode, right, the 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 bus or I think it was a truck or whatever it was, is coming to tunnel, tunnel that kid and he had to stop it. What if he just didn't stop it? What if he, like, because he got hurt in the process, you know, he, he, got, ho- he, got, ho- he almost died, he got hospitalized, yeah. you know, and he saved that kid, but you don't see that in, like, the in, you know, the shows that we grew up in, or the shows that we grew up watching, like Power Rangers and stuff like that, you know, like, Right. They they get <laughs> the Power Rangers, they fight the, the comically dressed monsters and they swing their sword at it and there's sparks flying. There's no sparks, Zach. There's blood and there's death. Right. You know? And that's what happens there. So what if he saw he you know, he revivaled 
in the in that scenario with the bus and the kid, and he's just like, I can't do this. I'm just gonna keep driving. You know, he 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 wouldn't be held accountable because there's there, there's li- no evidence. He's there's just no another evidence. he's just another bystander. Yeah, there's no way. So that there would any- be no way to be tied to that him. To, to, there's no way for him to be tied to that death because he's just like any other car on the road. Right, but think about the the way that he feels about not being able to prevent that stuff and thinking about like you know imagine imagine if he wasn't able to prevent his mom's murder which he wasn't initially like yeah. he wasn't able to to figure out a way to make it not happen without going initially, back right yeah, initially. without going back 18 years and going through yeah but he's just stuff. he's just a mundane dude you he's know a 29 year old in a in a in a pizza shop you know, living in a one-bedroom apartment. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And he's just—he's—he's he's not significant in any way. No offense, bro, but he's not. You know, he doesn't have this magical superpower or anything. He's not super talented. He's just a normal dude. You know, and to be a normal dude, a mundane dude who has a normal life, wakes up and goes to a part-time job and then goes home to a one-one-bedroom apartment to have this ability, like that's such a mental like hit. Because like you have, are you obligated to use it? Like, right. did someone, did somebody say you, you've been, did some goddess just hit him up in a dream and say, "I bestow this upon you. You have to use it for the greater good." Nobody said that. He's just able to do it. Right. So he could easily just go off. But if that kid got flattened by that truck, he'd have to deal with that. Even though if he, he wasn't at that point, he is not connected to that at all. He could walk away. There's no charges or anything. He's nothing. Or nothing. Nothing is against him for that. He's just another car on the road. But the mental trauma that you said and the 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 the, the gut wrenching, I could have saved that kid. But why 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 there's no one but nobody told me to save that kid, but I could have saved that kid. But I don't know that kid. I don't know that truck driver. Right. I don't know the people on the street. I don't know anybody. I, I have no connection to them. But I have this ability and I could have stopped it. I could have, but I didn't. You know, but why, why but why but why but why me? You know? I right. just work at a pizza shop. Why me? Why did it have to be me? You know? You're not the the glamorous superhero thing that we all grew up to watch. It's not really that glamorous. I mean, you would think that, uh, like the superheroes now. What would we call? What would we call the superheroes now? Probably, if I had to put it in a literal sense, probably like the people fighting the wars, right? right? Yeah. Army, the U.S. Army for us, uh, being the United States citizens. The U.S. Army would be our heroes, you know, fighting in the front lines so that we can sit here and do a podcast, so that we can sit here and have cameras looking at us, mics looking at us, so we can live life without having to worry about that type of stuff, about, you know, they're sitting there risking their lives. Right. And they, I mean, you see that the PTSD that they get and uh, the right. traumas yeah. and the anxieties that they get because they're seeing bloodshed happen. They're killing people. Their friends are dying. They're witnessing this thing firsthand, and they're being called heroes. Right. I mean, they are heroes, but is that... Is that what it means to be a hero? You know? Right. And it's, yeah. you, you sit down and, and you think about, you know, when they get home and they have to act like a normal human being again. And I can't imagine having to, to deal with the sheer amount of trauma and seeing the things that those types of people see on a day-to-day basis. And that's like, you know, that's the same thing with police officers, firefighters, EMTs, doctors, you know, all of those people who see the real brutality in the world. And we're talking like in the real world, you know, and, and you just sit here and, and wonder how they're able to live day-to-day lives. And like, that's never addressed when you talk about anybody who 
is in like a comic book in a in like a Marvel movie. No, or I mean like, it might be a little bit. Maybe in like DC. You know, I know DC is a little more gruesome. I mean, I'm I'm not too into the the Marvel versus DC type stuff, but you know, it, it's not it's not really. It is a little bit, but not really. You right. know, it's at least it's not not not. It's not close to reality because there's superpowers and stuff, right? There's no right. superpowers, Zach. There's guns and blades and, and death. death. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yes, huh, death. Huh, no, but seriously, it's to be bestowed upon. Them. I mean, remember? I don't. I guess you're on. You're not on Twitter, but I think you know about it. Like the World War Three memes that were happening. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't remember what it was. I think it was like some Donald Trumps. Of course, it's some Donald Trump stuff, right? But it's like, uh. Uh, you might be just be randomly enlisted to go into World War Three or whatever. Right. Would you be if they knocked on your door and they said, "Pack your bag, son. You're being enlisted. We're going to. We're. We're. You're being enlisted. You're. You're. You're going to fight in the war. Right. You're being drafted. You're being drafted. Would you be able to do that? Fucking as no. a normal person. No. No. That's I it. can't. It's <laughs> like asking me. You're giving me a gun and you're saying, "Shoot this person right next to you." Even if he's like a terrible person, a bank robber, child molester, a, 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 a rapist, they're the same things, uh, murderers, you know? Right. I don't know if I can still pull the trigger, Zach. I really don't. And I mean, that, I could, I, I, maybe I'll sock him in the face like, man, fuck you, you know? But I don't know if I yeah. can kill him, Zach, because that's a life. Right. That's a life. And even if he means all bad, I don't know if I can do that. That's such a massive trauma. And to be... That's that's not as glamorous as the super the red Power Rangers who are fighting evil. Ha ha! Go back to your planet. Even if it's an alien from another planet, that's a life. Right. He goes home and there's a family. You know, right. it, yeah. it's it's. I'm not talking like I mean, you know, I don't know if I can say this and I still eat meat and stuff like. Oh, that cow had a family, you know. But you know what I mean, Zach? Right? It's right. it's really tough, and I can't I can't do that. You know, I really right. can't. I couldn't just sit there and I couldn't shoot. I couldn't shoot a man, even if he was like the worst person in the world right though yeah and and when you talk about those those people who have killed other people or died for other people they are the if if they end up having to oh i i the only thing that i can picture it's it's tough yeah it's tough the only thing I can picture is just watching the life drain some from somebody's eyes. And, like, even if that's the worst person in the world, I don't know if I'd ever be able to stomach that. Yeah, I know. And even if it is the worst person in the world, the people in the front lines are seeing it to their comrades, their friends, their companions, you know? Right. It's tough. And, you know, let's imagine, like, it's like our rated R Power Rangers, but it's not because it's bloodshed and it's death it's basically we, saw it's saw <laughs> but not no it's just saw man it's just saw it's a horror film right you know and it's reality and we don't experience that so we will never know unless we do but right. i don't know if i'd ever want to you know the the thing that is the hardest for me is knowing that people in my family have seen stuff like that you know like my dad used to be a a forensic investigator in las vegas he used to be a highway patrolman you know he used to be a police officer he's retired now but you know he has seen so many things and like my oldest brother is a cop in las vegas my my other brother is an emt you know they've seen such traumatic things and that's just in their day-to-day life and so you know when you when you talk to people who have been through those types of things and you wonder how they become so calloused 
and you know how they become so detached from reality in that way it makes sense because if you were seeing dead bodies on the side of the road from a, a car crash you know every time you clock into work like you can understand how that would have such a horrible mental toll on you and when you actually start to begin to see that being represented in other forms of media you know like seeing that in in even in like tv shows or anime or whatever it may be you know you really start to see the brutality of the situation yeah i mean if you get attached to a character in anime and you see like they die or they witness someone die you feel that yeah but in uh, not to break everything that i've ever built of me praising anime it's still just a a, a story and it's a drawing and it's a cartoon that's not reality right. Right. So when you when you see that death, you know, you feel that emotion, you feel shit and you might cry or you might feel down for the day. But they see that in real life. Right. And I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if some magical fairy can come down and say, Arthur, Anuki, I bestow upon you this power of revival. At any given moment, before a tragedy happens, you have the ability to stop it before it happens. I don't know if I can do that, Zach. I don't know if I can I don't know if I can claim that title as a hero just to do that. I don't. Right. It's it's mass. It's a massive mental toll. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I I feel like people don't really understand, and it is it is greatly diminished in media, any form of media, no matter what it is. They diminish how hard it would be. To be in that situation. Well, that's because they don't want to show that in media. Right. They can't. They they want they want everything to be sunshine and lollipops and stuff. I mean, they'll show some stuff every now and then where they make news, X person died, Y person died, X, you know, this crime happened or whatever, but mm-hmm. that's not the reality of it. I mean, we just we just see that happen on the TV and we're like, oh, they died, that sucks. And then we continue watching whatever. We continue right. watching the broadcast, but that person died, their family feels, you know? Right. I don't know if I can... Uh, I don't. I couldn't, Zach. I really couldn't. I could not. I respect every single person of that field. Like policemen, y'all can feel whatever you want to feel about policemen. But in general, for their purpose, I I I feel for them. For doctors, for army men, or the, the entire military, army, navy, all that. You know, I feel for them. I really do. But right. I would I, even if I say that, I can never reach the sympathy that is high enough to match the sympathy that they need because right. they deal with just brutal things yeah and yeah it it's yeah it's just really really it's a harder thing to talk about too because you can never really fully understand until you uh until you're there until you're there yeah anyway so let's segue into something a little bit more positive <laughs> yeah let's 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 uh let's move away from that yeah that was a good though that was good that was yeah good. it's it's but. really it's really crazy when when shows are able to to make you think these complex thoughts and make you feel very complex emotions. See, they say it's a cartoon, Zach. It's I not know. just a cartoon. I know. And we just talk about thirty minutes about because of a tar- cartoon. We talk about thirty minutes about just gruesomeness, you know. But it's yeah. it's crazy. But let, let's let's move past it. It's a great show. Please watch it. But yeah, I think. Uh, See, we talked about a lot of stuff, uh, like the themes in the show, <laughs> but we didn't really like talk about the show a lot but that's also also i think that that's a good thing too because for the people who haven't seen it yet 
they can they can get kind of the uh just a little taste. A just little taste. That's why we're so passionate about it. Yeah. Like you see, wow, these guys care way too much about this cartoon. Maybe we should watch it. Yeah. <laughs> you and know? I mean, this is coming from two guys who just get a hardcore storytelling bonus. I know. So <laughs> storytelling is just so great, man. <laughs> okay, listen. Speaking of score- storytelling and that stuff, let's move. Okay, so we're going to move a little bit into spoiler talk. Just a little bit. So if you haven't watched it, I, then again, like I've said, the shows that I've had you watch, most people have already watched, basically. Right. Usually, yeah. t- typically, right? Typically. You know, it's not like the most underground stuff in the world, but it's also not the most mainstream so nine out of ten, maybe eight out of ten times, they probably have watched the show. But if you not, go ahead and watch it because we're going to talk a little bit into spoilers. So uh, skip ahead if you like to. So let's talk about our favorite scenes. Ooh. Our favorite scenes. Oh, before we talk about our favorite scenes, I just want to give a shout out to Best Mom. Best Mom. Best Mom. Oh, my God. Listen, Satoru's mom. <laughs> Hold on. Let's, let's drop a name because she deserves it. Fujinuma Sachiko. His mom is best mom in all cinematic history, Zach. Okay, okay. so... I don't care. Cinema- not TV, not anime. Cinematic history, Zach. Every- everything that exists in a- of moms, bro. She's the best, best mom. mom. <laughs> She's and so then, And then we're going to go into your lie in April and go into worst mom. Hey, man, listen. <laughs> okay, you know, I have a lot to say about that, but okay, listen. Let's talk about... Okay. Okay, best mom. The reason why she's best mom... And this is also more... Well, yes, no. I'm just going to say the spoiler warning right away. I mean, I already did, so this is still going to proceed into it. But the after... I've watched this many times. I've watched right. the race many times. And, you know, just that's of getting other people into it, getting people like my IRLs getting into it. I watched it with them. I watched it with you. Right. You know, I've watched it many times, but the more I watch it, the more I have an appreciation for her and what she does. Because she right. plays such a pivotal role in, like... You know, like we were talking about, these are just a bunch of group of kids trying to solve something that might not even happen because, you know, Satoru knows it's happening, but the kids don't. They think they're just playing pretend, right? Playing detective. That's what the whole thing is, right? Yeah. They're playing detective, and what if Kaio gets abducted and they're playing this? And I mean, his friend, I need need to drop his name because Kenya, bro, shout out to Kenya, bro. Kenya. If you were a real man, bro, shout out to you, bro. Homie. Real homie. Real homie, dude. But yeah, like. It, it, you know, they were just playing pretend, and they were just a bunch of kids, and they, that's kind of just the role they're, the, the the kind of game they were playing. But Sachiko, like, or his mom, played this pivotal role in supporting them indirectly, you know, and doing, right. you know, like when uh, Satoru ab- abducted Kato, air quotes abducted Kato, so that she, or uh, Kayo, sorry, not Kato, Kayo, um, so that she wouldn't be abducted first, you know, so she, he right. hid her in like a, in a bus or whatever, and then after days went by, they were saying, oh, Kayo, or got, you know, abducted or whatever and whatnot, but he knew what was happening, right? And it's, yeah. it's thought like, okay, maybe the adults don't know what's happening either, you know, but his mom knew, his mom knew his son his was up knew. to something, you know, yeah. and like, she, man, my, oh, such a good scene where, oh, God, it was so great, but, wait, 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 I mm-hmm. have one more thing to add. Yes, add, add, go ahead. Okay, so, I, I think the, the greatest feeling is that realization of why he went back as far as he did, because Satoru's mom was behind the scenes trying to figure out and investigate. Yeah, she was a key part of the investigation, so she right. needed, she was needed to needed to be needed for the investigation right yeah exactly and so for satru to be able to save his mom he would have to save kayo and the two other people who were going to get abducted and he had to figure out who was abducting these people yeah. and he had to basically solve the mystery to save his mom because his mom had a target on her head 
Mm-hmm. And so it was just really, really fascinating when the when all of the pieces started to fit together oh, super yes. nicely. It's and it was so just great. like oh listen, okay. So my favorite scene. Favorite scene. My favorite scene of the anime. Oh man. Every time I every time I see it I get teary. I don't care how many times I see it. But after witnessing all those episodes of Kayo, you know, living that harsh life in reality and all that type of stuff. That scene where they finally go back to his house and, you know, <laughs> best mom being best mom, like, good shit, Satoru. Hell yeah, you know. <laughs> you know, but Satoru brings Kayo back home, into his home with Sachiko, his mom. And, you know, they, they bathe and sleep and, you know, whatever. It's good times, right? Fun times. But the morning after, when she has that breakfast. Oh, my God, dude. Like and then it's like the she's looking at down in this like eggs and rice and bacon or, and all that type of stuff. It's this warm breakfast and she has flashbacks of looking like her normal breakfast, which is just like cup of noodles and a slice of bread or just money to get it herself. Right. You know, and and she just starts crying and oh, and then Satoru comes and hugs her and at that point it's like Satoru he's watching it and I think it's at that moment where he realized how fucked up her life was, Kayo's life was. Right. Because he's witnessing it and he doesn't have anything to say. He's just, she's just bawling her eyes out. Her mom, or his mom is there to comfort her. And he's just, like, he's, he's at a loss for words because he's just, and there's no dialogue, there's no monologue in them yet. It's just, a, it's just a drawn out scene of her crying, you know? And it's, it's just like the massive nail, nail or hammer to the nail of just how crazy her life was and what she had to deal with. And now it's like, things are going to be better now. And it's that right. warm feeling of like, finally, the tables are turning and, she can start living happy now, you know? It's yeah. that one that, that first moment where it's like things are working. Everything is working and it's oh, oh, I'm gonna start I'm gonna start crying just talking about it, is that because I remember that that scene. I've seen seen it so many times, so it's embedded into my brain. I remember that scene just so well. Yeah. And it's so heartwarming. Yeah, and you know the the coolest part of that is you know that's that's that turning point where you realize like okay this is all actually working and this is all actually going to be able to change in a positive way which is really awesome and so you know it it's just really cool to see oh just such complex emotions portrayed in such a beautiful way and you know the animation style is absolutely gorgeous and yes. the way that they are able to portray such nuanced behavior that are are so complex to to try to recreate and they do it so well just that moment where Kayo's just staring at that food and she just has like this feeling of of relief and pain at the same time and you understand that complex emotion she never really cried up until then right ever since then she's been stone-faced you know right uh, concealing it you know, holding it in, not really talking about her feelings. Not never even she never even mentioned the fact that she got abused. I don't think never, never. Even though like every all the kids were figuring it out and and Satoru knew, of course, she never brought it up. She she kept it to herself. And it was at that moment where all of that bottled emotion, trauma, and everything just comes out. Just yeah. comes out and she just finally lets it out. And that, that was just such a heartwarming scene. Yeah. So I think that my favorite scene was a scene that you actually brought up a little while ago. It was the the bus scene where Kayo, Satru, oh, Kenya, and who else was there? I, don't I think remember. it was just them at the time. Okay. Unless it was the, the guy who looked like a girl. Uh, Sugita. 
Okay. Was it the guy? Yeah, it was the guy who looked because the guy who looked like the girl, like the kid who looked like a girl. Yeah. Um, that he was in it first, or because the the glasses and the and the fat kid wasn't in it, into it yet. Right. Okay. So I think it was just sat through Kayo and Kenya, um, and they were just sitting in the hideout, and then the next. And was it the hideout or was it just like a different place? Oh, it was a bus. The 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 secret base or whatever didn't come till the second girl. Okay, okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um yeah. And then the next morning when Satoru wakes up before school to to go meet up with Kayo, Satoru's mom wakes up early too. Oh, yes. And dude. makes him makes him a breakfast and a lunch, but Satoru's mom knew that Kayo was in custody of Satoru. Yes, exactly. In some, in some way. In some way. She knew that Satoru was involved, and so she decided to pack him a lunch. And then Kayo opened it up, and... Um, yeah, Satoru gives that lunch to Kayo. Yeah, so he gives the, the lunch to Kayo, and then there's a note from Satoru's mom. And she's yeah. like, oh. oh, yeah. And it says, I packed all of my son's favorite. It was for her. She knew. Such new, bro. So best mom. Best mom. Well, that's what I'm saying, dude. Like, the more I watch it, the more I see her character just being so pivotal in the supporting character. But also, she does so much, right? Because but when when the, the when Satoru was abducting Kayo, you know, he was waking up early, even earlier than his mom. So his mom's like, okay, something's going on. So she wakes up even earlier. You know, to make breakfast for him to make sure that he eats before he goes to school or before right. the or, yeah. or whatever the heck. You know, <sighs> she's so deeply involved and she she gets it and she knows there's something going on. And she's she's like, OK, I'm not going to, like, bring this to the police or anything. I I think, you know, we're on to something. Let's figure it out, you know. And the more she does for her son, like even. OK, ending spoiler talk. OK, so. You know, when he finds out who the killer is and then the killer drowns him as a kid, but he wakes up in a coma or in a coma after like 18 years or whatever. So now he's back like 29 or something like that or whatever it is. Yeah. He's back in real time. Right. Right. But with the mind of a kid, because because it's crazy because he just all of the future is gone because he had that future. But he's a he's but it got cut off because he didn't grow up to see it. So it's kind of very interesting. But anyway, that's not the point. The reason why he was able to live and the doctor said so, the reason why he was able to wake up from his coma is because of his mom, because his mom tended for him for like 18 years right. in his in, in the in the hospital, in his room, stretching his legs, shaving him, uh, cutting his hair, making sure he's when he wakes up, he'll be in peak, peak uh, physical, uh, physical condition to continue bouncing back up. Dude, when I saw that, when I when I saw that for the first time, I didn't really think of much of it. But the more I rewatched it, the more I realized she had to doctor her son for eighteen more years in a coma. You know, most people right. in this in in our world would just stick their son in the hospital and just pray. You know, but right. she was and, and or maybe even dare I say, you know, give up. You know, but she didn't give up. She was like, my son's going to wake up. My son will fight this. My son will my son will win, and I'm going to make sure when he wins, he's going to be back in peak position. So he's stretching his legs out and his arms out and making sure he looks nice and all that type of stuff. It's so crazy and this crazy oh, I have so much respect for this character and it's it's crazy because the more I watch it, at first it's the I thought it was a murder mystery, but now it's more of just moms are great. Moms are awesome. Moms are great. 
Yeah, it just makes me realize how awesome my mom is. Yeah. Because my yeah. mom's fucking awesome. My, my mom's mom. pretty fucking awesome, too. We're all our moms are pretty awesome. Yeah. I'd be surprised if you made it this far, but hi, mom. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know my mom's not watching. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She's over there. It's all good. Yeah, no. <laughs> she she gets to listen to, to us scream about shows from the other room. I Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, it's just, it's just like they're... It's very symbolic of the things that people will do for the people who they care about behind the scenes without them knowing about it. And that's, you know, that's the most amazing thing to see because, you know, you never really know how much your parents are doing for you behind the scenes no, when you you're don't. young. Especially when you're young. Especially when you're young. And I hate that because, you know, you look back and you're like, fuck, dude, why did I take that for granted? Right. You know? Yeah, go ahead. Um, Yeah, it, it's just so crazy. And... You know, it just, there's so much like, like, I don't know what I can do for them. You know, yeah. like I sat there, they raised me the way they raised me. They put food on my plate and a roof over my head. And that's not something that Kyle can be able to do, but that's why I'm even more grateful for my mom. You know what I mean? Right. Because there are kids with moms like that, you know, and it's tough. So I just never, I can't take it for granted. You know what everything, my not just my mom, but my parents do what my grandparents do and what they've done for me growing up. So that's why, you know, when I'm doing all of this stuff and, skipping school and stuff it's tough for me it's tough for me to it's a tough pill to swallow and i don't know if i'll go through this story about my uh my cri- my my life crisis dilemma because yeah. it's still pretty fresh <laughs> but i mean it yeah. might pop i actually talked about it on the stream because i was feeling emotional I, I was feeling myself and i was like oh man i'll just drop the emotional bomb maybe i'll go through it in more detail when i'm not as emotional when i'm more level-headed drops the stream highlight drops the stream <laughs> highlight twitch tv by the way <laughs> twitch.tv forward slash anuwuki anuwuki you know <laughs> but no it's i i just it's hard because they do so much and you just don't know what to do for them but the best in my opinion after figuring it out after going through that that life crisis that i did the thing that i figured is that what they don't want isn't necessarily for you to like go to college or whatever i mean they do they'd want that of course but what they really want whether that be college or not is for you to end up leading a family and being that role model for your the next generation of that family you're creating right, right? being a good person and raising your child your children right and finding a good mate and you know all that type of stuff because they don't want you to plummet into something dark you know right they, they did they've done their best to make sure you don't do so and it's in and, and you know they don't, they don't want you to see they don't want to see their kids sad you know they want them right. to live a prosperous life and they yeah. want them to to live live graciously and whether that be by going to college or maybe that's not for them and they drop out you know i mean it's tough for a parent to hear especially one especially like our parents you know who grew up in that age where you don't they don't know anything more than just going to college and getting a 9 to 5 but that's another talk for another time yeah. as we always say another talk for another time that's for another podcast episode yeah. but no it's 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 really insane you know don't take your parents for granted they do so much for you right. so i we could we could literally sit here and talk about this all day long honestly but listen respect your parents they do yeah. a lot for you okay yeah. they do and and a, and a race is a really good way to tie that together right and you know, it it's just I I wish that I could have been closer with my parents when I was younger. We all do. Um we but do. I mean, you know, now my relationship with my parents is absolutely great. Like the reason why I was why I was late to get over here was because I was sitting there talking to my dad. Yeah. 
and you know that that's one of those moments that i didn't really want to cut short and i knew that i was literally going to be here all day <laughs> uh and so you're staying here all day we're making up for the recordings that yes. you missed no i'm just kidding <laughs> but no i know what you, i know what you mean you know we really wish we didn't take that for granted as kids but we don't know that you know but now that we're older i i'm starting you know boomer talk you know hey kids make sure not to take your parents for granted but because we did that you know we really did that and it just i i, I don't want the kids that are in now you know the, the kids of today to take that for granted because they do right and we did too i'm not saying that oh you kids fucking suck you know no because we did too and i, I really want to preface that they do so much behind the scenes to make sure you you're able to go to school and eat and you know they're busting their ass off and they're even if if they're not retired yet they're still busting their ass off. If you haven't moved out yet, you, they're still busting your ass off. Right. To do all this to be able to let you live, and I'm happy that I understand that now. But I really, I like to think I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I I figured this out pretty pretty quickly. Right. Like yeah. um, when my grand when my grandpa passed away in. Uh, 2016 yeah 2016 my grandpa passed away the first death i ever experienced you know i that was at that moment where i where i you know i looked around in the funeral home and i looked at all the elderlies and all the all the adults and i was like they did so much for me you know i'm we're we're all gathered together and you know in mourning and all that type of stuff but you know i it was this death that really got me to understand that they've done so much and i mean i've gone through it so many times right like the freaking coming from laos and you know that my story is different than you know yours and most right. people, of course. But you know they came from Laos um, because of uh, what was it? Russian? No. Uh, oh gosh, sorry. Uh, China? No, not China. Oh god, no. I think it was Russian. Sorry, if sorry Russians, if it's not right. I for, I'm I'm just losing it because I've told this story so many times. I'm just it's just uh, whatever. My my bad. I'm sorry Russians, but <laughs> no, just com- just communists, right? Just invading Laos and Thailand, the Southeast Asia, and they had to. Either stay there and deal with it and turn into a, a communist country and live in a communist country. Not to not to say anything about communist countries, but as someone who wasn't, you know, they, they were just, my my grandparents are like, this is not what we want for our, our future children. We don't want to live like this. So they they took a they could have just lived like that, but no, they took the risk. They left. They could have died. They could have got raped. They could have gotten robbed. <laughs> you know, it's it's crazy. It's like the underground railroad stories that we hear that we hear going up of the the the. Uh, the African-Americans or the slaves. African, no, the slaves. They were slaves, you know. Right. <laughs> Not going to go into that talk, you know, but but you know what I mean. It was kind of, it was like that, you know. Move during the night, hide during the day. They went through prison of other countries and refugee camps and crazy stuff. And they went through all this stuff. And I don't know about that. I'm sitting here streaming every weekend playing Call of Duty and stuff and we're having a podcast right now and I'd never have to deal with that. They dealt with that and they right. don't want me to deal with any sort of darkness like that. And your parents don't want you to deal with anything like that, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the the fact that we are fortunate to kind of have the perspective of, you know, we are able to acknowledge the history that came before us so that we could be in the position that we're in right now. And that, you know, I talk about my grandpa a lot. I talk about my grandparents a lot. Um you know, my grandpa was in the Navy. He, I have a tattoo on my back of a ship that he was the captain of during like the Vietnam War, the Korean War. Um, you know, and he risked his life and left his family to protect the country. And that, you know, that's just an absolutely extraordinary thing. And, you know, I have all of the respect in the world for him. But he did that so that I don't have to. 
Yeah. You know, and and he he went and put his ass on the line so that the future generation could feel safe and be able to live the lives that they live. Hence what we're doing right now. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just acknowledging not only your family's history, but, you know, the history of where we live, you know, everything, you know, acknowledging history is very, very, very important because it puts a lot of things into perspective of like, you know, how bad things used to be in the past and, you know, what a a fortunate position that we are in now is. But I mean, you know, there's always going to be trials and tribulations no matter where you live, no matter what you do. You know, there's always yeah. going to be a struggle. But at the same time, you that know, struggle is minimized because. Of yeah, them. exactly. Yeah. And, you know, my my dad literally retired in November of 2020 and he is 64 he worked as a police officer until he was 64 years old which is fucking wild yeah they're they are heroes yeah yeah they're they're, they're the heroes that that we can't imagine to be you know right but it's it's kind of like up to us to be the next heroes for our the next generation right it's for right. us to, when we grow up and have a family or whatever, we have to make sure that they don't have to to, to, to worry about anything, right? We put yeah. the food on their tables and we, you know, it's it's a reciproc, uh, it's a circle of life, whatever, fucking that shit, right? They're our heroes. They're the heroes that we, the, that we just sat here and talked that we could never do. I, I couldn't, I couldn't go out to war. I really couldn't. As much as I love, you know, wanting to, have the next generation be a, a profitable and a happy generation. I, I couldn't do, I couldn't be that direct and do that, but there are other ways to do it. Right. And not to discredit the, you know, what they're doing. They're, there's miles better at what they're doing. They're, what they're doing is miles better than what we could ever do in my opinion, because they're risking their lives. But for us in this new generation, in this new life, in this new decade or whatever, or multiple decades, because 2021 now, there are things that we can do to serve the purpose of the next generation that is not necessarily the same as what they do. Right. So it's up to us to figure out what that is, how we can do it. And it might just be as rudimentary as just having a family and making sure they get food on the table, or it could be like making sure that, you know, I mean, I want to be like a streamer entertainer person so I can put some smiles on your, on people's face and you want to be a veterinarian so you can work into that field and right. help those people out. You know, there's yeah. the things that we can do. Yeah. You know, and I, it's so cool because you and I kind of have the same mindset of, you know, we we want to make a positive change and, you know, we want to make the world even just a little bit better for the next generation. Yeah. And, and even if that's something as simple as making people laugh or making people think about certain things that they never would have thought of because this conversation was brought up because of an anime. An anime. A drawing, by the way. A drawing. A drawing. Yeah, and you know the these types of conversations are are super important to have because you know if you just watch this show, just kind of didn't really pick up on a whole lot and just were like, oh, that was a good show, and then yeah. just kind of. I mean, that's on. fine. Yeah, that's yeah, that, that's fine. It was it was a good show, right? It was it was a great show. Yeah, but, but there's yeah. so much more to it, and the more that you really take a subjective look at it, the more that you're able to understand 
that they were trying to illustrate very complicated real life things that are going on in the world. Yeah. And you know, they 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 did those things in a way that made it so that it was brought to your attention and like you were just sitting there thinking, "Holy shit." Like I can't believe that someone had to go through all of that. And that happens. It, it happens it in does. the world. It really does. There's serial killers ha- serial killings happening and there's uh, all sorts of crime that's happening and God forbid that it ever inf- it happens to us. I mean, it just happened to Satsu just randomly, right? He just, his, he just his mom was murdered, and suddenly he's he's framed for it. That just happened. That can just happen at any moment, you right. know. <sighs> life is crazy. Life is life crazy. Is, anything can happen at the drop of a hat. You can one one moment his 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 mom could die, and the other moment he just is randomly bestowed upon by a, a magical thing that can stop disasters from happening he has to obtain this mantle and become a hero right and that just happens i mean who's who's to say that that can't just happen to us now what if what if magic just suddenly started happening we don't know that i mean all science you know points to that never fucking happening because it's reality and magic is just a a vivid dream or whatever but what if it does happen anything can happen zach as far as i'm concerned anything can happen right whether that be whether that makes sense in science wise or not it could just happen, and if that happens, what are we going to do about it? How will we be able... If only me or you was able to obtain magic, would you use it for greater good? Would you be able to hold that mantle? That's what I want. That, that's, I'm just going to leave that as an open-ended question. Would that, you be able to... If you, if you... I'm talking to you now, viewers, listeners. Yeah, if you were just wall. randomly given the power of magic, or whatever it may be, to save lives... But at the expense of your own, would you say yes? That's all. Damn. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm gonna take a sip. But on that note. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> but no. But seriously, I do. I just do. I'm just gonna end it with this. Don't take life for granted. That's what I've learned from Erased. After rewatching it many, many times, after watching it with Zach one more time, don't take life for granted because it happens quick. But yeah, that's about it for this one. I think that's all we have time for now. Um, thank you so much for watching again. Um, hit subscribe if you want to uh, keep up because we're gonna the rest of the episodes are gonna be on this channel, the Uneducation Station. So make sure you subscribe. There's a coffee link in the bottom of the, or in the top of the description rather, or somewhere in the description. If you want to support us, maybe you know just to let us know, or and you know you just leave a like or subscribe and you let us know or comment or whatever. But there is a link if you want to donate voluntarily. Of course, right. it could it supports us, it supports the set, and hopefully we can keep doing this for the long term. Yeah, and uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe we might be able to. Uh make something amazing happen um in the near future but yeah hopefully I so love yeah your face have a g- <laughs> peace out y'all peace. love yourself love yourself damn it <laughs>